Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of John, John chapter 6, beginning in verse 35, continuing with verses 41 to 51. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. And I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today begins a sermon series that will last the summer based on what Bible scholars call the I am statements. On several different occasions, Jesus tells those who are listening who he is using statements like the one we just read, I am the bread of life. On this Communion Sunday, we recognize that this statement is both a metaphor and a fact. On this 77th anniversary of D-Day, we also recognize that sometimes love takes sacrifice. When Jesus says, I am the, the bread of life, he's not just like bread, he is the bread. So even more than the, the mother bird who made a nest right outside our kitchen window and flies back and forth all day long feeding her two chicks, we don't just thank the one who gives us this day our daily bread today. For as we gather around the communion table, we remember the one who loves us so much that he offers us his very body and blood. I am the bread of life. And that's love in a most profound sense. And we know he loves us by the sacrifice that he makes, by the gift that he provides. Not everyone loves us as much as Jesus does. I am the bread of life, he says, and he says it. And as he says it, we know that he loves us even more than the than the waitress at Red Lobster who brings us those delicious biscuits in the basket that, that ruin our, our meal. Do you know the biscuits that I'm talking about? In the ancient world, in the culture of ancient Israel and Palestine, bread 
wasn't a treat. It, it wasn't something that you had on, on very special occasions. Back then when people thought of bread, they weren't thinking about carbs. They were thinking about the most basic form of sustenance, the most basic staple of the dinner table. When Jesus says he is the bread of life, he's talking about being the, the grain of life. It's what rice is to so much of Asia, what grits were to our southern uh, grandparents, not what french fries or candy or chicken nuggets are to our kids. Bread isn't junk food in the sense that Jesus means it, though sometimes we think that the ones who love us the most provide us with junk food. When I make the girls dessert, I give them as big an ice cream scoop as I possibly can because I want to be their favorite. I also want them to know how much I love them, but there is another parent in our household who loves them so much that she wants to make sure their teeth don't rot out of their, their head. I am the bread of life. Bread is solid. Bread is nourishing. Bread is not necessarily what you want, but it is always what you need. The ones who love us the most supply us with such things. I think about Jesus saying, I'm the bread of life, and I remember this story that Anne Lamont tells. Anne is a, a famous author, and she said that she was once at a women's Bible study, and the leader invited the women at the table to think of someone who was like Jesus to them, who embodied the gospel to you, who revealed to you God's love, she asked. Well, they went around the table, and you can imagine what people were saying. One woman talked about how when she was a child growing up, her grandmother lived right next door, and when she'd had a bad day at school, maybe she'd stop at her grandmother's house, and somehow her grandmother just knew that she would be coming because as she walked in the door as a little girl, her grandmother would always be pulling out a tray of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies from the oven. She was like Jesus to me, she said, and you can imagine how much this meant. Another told about her old golden retriever who was always there bringing comfort all through a very difficult divorce. Another talked about her sister, another her father, on and on, amazing tales of kindness. Until the last woman at the table spoke, and she said, uh, Who has been like Jesus to me? Well, that's a hard question to answer because Jesus loved people so much that he was always honest with them, even if they didn't want to hear the truth. To answer this question, I have to think about someone who loved me so much that he was so honest with me that I wanted to kill him. I am the bread of life. Bread is a particular kind of nourishment. Certainly we all need the warmth of a grandmother's chocolate chip cookies or the, the comforting presence of a really good dog, but there is a powerful, powerful love in honesty. There's a love in bread that's more than the love that's in junk food. And have you ever thought about how much junk food there is out in our world today how many people 
how many of us only read the journalists that we already agree with? How many of us think we're watching the news, but it's not really the news because it's not really the truth? I tell you, if you can watch the news without it making you very uncomfortable, it's not bread, it's junk food, which tastes good but doesn't nourish us. It's not bread and it's certainly not love because the people who have really loved us sit us down to tell us the uncomfortable truths. Like, you're just wrong. And I don't love you any less, but you've been wrong for a long time and it's time for you to change. Or, I hate to say it, but you really have been drinking too much and I'm worried about you. Or, I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but you're showing up late and you're leaving early and I love you and this organization too much not to bring it to your attention. Now, of course, it's easier for me to always be told that I'm doing a great job and that I'm perfectly wonderful, but that is not enough, and it is not true, and so... I have two kinds of friends. I have one kind of friend who, who I, I'll call because I know that he'll take my side no matter what. And he's glad to, to tell me that my wife Sarah is always wrong and that my boss never appreciated me. But I have another kind of friend who I call when I'm finally ready to hear the truth. This is the kind of friend we have in Jesus. I am the bread of life. He is the bread of life. He is not the fast food. Leave you, uh, fill you up, but leave you empty, tastes good, but clogs your arteries kind of Savior. I am the bread of life, he told them. And that's, that's different, and people don't always like it. The religious authorities of the day certainly didn't like it. Our scripture lesson uh, just calls those who objected to what Jesus was saying and doing the Jews. That's not an exact title because not all the Jews were giving Jesus a hard time. Some of the Jews were, were following him and one of the Jews was him. What we know about the Gospel of John was that it was written so long after Jesus' death that the author had distanced himself from the Jewish community and wasn't familiar enough with all the major players, familiar enough to call them all by name. And I tell you that just so you know that some people within every single community don't like the truth-tellers. People haven't changed very much over the last 2,000 years, so even today, some people try to silence the truth-tellers. They'd rather just eat fast food all the time. And I guess that's true of me, too. That may be true of all of us, though a diet of fast food uh, doesn't give us the energy that we need to, to change. And like the Hebrew people wandering around the desert, not sure how to get to the promised land, for months now, we have been living in a, a pandemic. There's a way out, it seems, and I tell you how to tell which of the voices in our world are telling us the truth of how to get out of it. It is the ones who loved us as much as our mothers did telling us to take our medicine. Who is like the bread of life to you? When you walked into the worship service this morning, 
With your bulletin came a brown ribbon. This is my first time ever buying a whole bunch of ribbons. It's hard to find enough brown ribbons for, for this, many, this many people. And so I tried to convince some church staff members that tan or burnt orange was close enough to brown, but they wouldn't have it. You all have brown ribbons, thanks to them, not me. And then I tried to cut some of them like straight across. So if you, if you have a ribbon with a really ugly edge, I cut it. If you have one with a very nice diagonal cut, Natalie Foster probably cut it. What I want you to do with these ribbons is think for just a minute about someone who has been like bread to you. It could be a doctor who told you a hard truth and tried to help you make some changes. It could be a teacher who wouldn't put up with your excuses. A friend who dared hold up a mirror to you and held your hand as she did it. It might not have been what you you wanted, but it sure is what you needed to quote the Rolling Stones. Thinking of this brown ribbon, think about a person who has been a gift from God to you, not because they were just kind, but because they helped you become a better person. Think about someone who has been like Jesus, the bread of life, and use a pen in the pocket of the chair right in front of you to write their name on your ribbon. As for me, I'll be writing my wife Sarah's name on my ribbon because Sarah always loves me enough to tell me the truth. But I'll also be writing the name George down. Uh, Back at Good Shepherd Presbyterian Church, the first church I served as a pastor, a mother once asked me to baptize her baby. I told her that I would, but then the senior pastor told me that she wanted to do the baptism. I said that would be fine, but no one ever told the mother which pastor would be baptizing the child. So right up in front of the whole church, this mother tried to hand me her baby but the senior pastor took the baby instead she baptized him in front of the whole congregation while his while his mother just looked at me as though I had just broken her heart I told George all this the next day over breakfast he was a young pastor too and and I said can you believe that senior pastor. Can you believe that she wouldn't just let me do the baptism? And why didn't she take the time to call this mother? Well, George wasn't hearing any of this. He just looked me in the eye and he said, Joe, Joe, you messed up. And you didn't just mess up. You really messed up. But that's okay because I know you're going to make it right. And I know you're not going to make the same mistake again. And I'll tell you the story because George was like bread to me in that moment because he told me the truth that I needed to hear. He spoke to me the words that helped me to become a a better pastor, a better person. And so today I'll be writing George's name on my brown ribbon, giving thanks to God for him. At the end of the service, we will all go outside and we'll tie our brown ribbons on a structure that has chicken wire that Tim Hammond and Howard Swinford built for us. As the wind blows through our ribbons in the coming weeks, the wind will lift our prayers of gratitude to God as we give thanks to those who have been like bread to us. 
Our prayers of gratitude for nourishing us with the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life. Take just a moment now as a prayer of thanksgiving to write down the name of someone who has been like bread to you. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.